With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, all right. A uh, a public service announcement, uh, a reminder that TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible an exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff as well as guests it's a critical time and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors we're appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live and make a small donation to tnt while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission each day that i'm allowed to be on TNT is a privilege for me. I pinch myself. Uh, I can't believe I'm still able to do this. Uh, next month will be my two-year anniversary on TNT if I if I make it uh, to that. So uh, a lot of great people on TNT uh, that, uh, as well as for the people that who have come and gone, and I'm sure that will be uh, coming on the platform as well. So do help us out. Share, subscribe to our channels, share our stuff. Uh, we are all over the place. Um, Chatham House, Council on Foreign Relations, right? It's the Royal Institute for International Affairs. You know, on my podcast, I've, I have interviewed uh, the former director of Royal Institute, Victor Bulmer-Thomas. I had him on my podcast, as well as the director of the European Council on Foreign Relations, Mark Leonard. I, I've interviewed him um, uh, as well. But the, there's this article uh, that comes from Chatham House, recently a couple days back and again they're putting this idea out there it says could the u.s be headed for a national divorce there's growing divide in u.s society and politics along old civil war battle lines in the election could make things worse and they conclude america's friends and allies need to understand that the u.s has become a disunited states there are effectively two americas and they are at war they're fighting over social, political, and constitutional issues and over what role the U.S. should play in the world. The 2024 U.S. election is just another battle in this uh, war. Another quote from the piece, um, you know, he said that the U.S. is more divided along ideological and political lines than at any time since the 1850s. Um, so, yeah, that there's obvious truth there. Um so the, that's sort of the where we are at today and you know there was an interesting video clip posted of um i'm forgetting her name i think her first name is margarita simonian she, uh, i think one of the heads of russia today rt where she's um on um the main russia talk channel and she says she's basically thanking the thanking the russian network of undercover propagandists who work in the west um she she says 
there's a, obviously a very rapid and joyful change of a public opinion in the West. This is the result of a lot of things, and I would like to take the opportunity to thank our guys who, under the most difficult conditions, uh, when we were thrown out of everything uh, on February 5th, uh, she, she, she talks about an entire empire of guerrilla projects that work with public opinion, bringing the truth to a Western audience. And like Yuri Roshka, I, I like to make the case I'm non-aligned uh, dissident. I'm, I don't want to be anyone's stooge. So I don't want to promote any collective Kremlin line, Beijing line, Brussels line, London line, Washington line. I, I've, I've had even on Telegram Geopolitics Live, which is related to Sputnik Rush RT, ask if we could cross post. And I'm like, no, I'm a non-aligned dissident. That's what dissidents are supposed to be. I don't want to be anybody's stooge. I don't want to be under the American empire or the Russian Empire, or any empire. So that's, uh, you know, sometimes we, the critics of the American Empire get a little too close to the other side. Uh, and so, yeah, I want to be independent. And uh, what else we got going on? South Korea, U.S. to stage annual drills focusing on Korea nuclear threats. So South Korea and the U.S. will begin their annual spring military drills next week with a focus on heading off North Korea's potential use of nukes. The Freedom Shield exercises. You got to love the name of, of always the name of these exercises. The Freedom Shield exercises set for March 4th to the 14th will be going on other geopolitical news. Uh, Lebanon will be next. Iran greenlights Hezbollah attack on Israel. Iran has given Lebanese Hezbollah the green light to escalate its attacks along Israel's northern border, the Arabic Post reported, citing high-level Iranian and Lebanese sources. The Cradle reports Giorgio Cafiero, who I've had on TNT, check the archives. I've had Giorgio on the program today. He writes, despite Beijing's maritime security Priority Yemen's Red Sea ban on Israeli-linked shipping has boosted China's regional standing while miring its U.S. adversary in an unwinnable crisis. Ian Davis, who a lot of people should know about, he just wrote a piece for me on geopolitics and empire. Was Al-Aqsa flood a false flag? Part three and his conclusion jives exactly with what the Cradle published today by Giorgio. So we are on to something here. Um, Ian's conclusion was that a lot of what is going on with Israel-Gaza is to help kickstart the multipolar world uh, and create this new Middle East that's more aligned with China. And this is uh, the title here, China's Unexpected Gains from the Red Sea um, Crisis. Uh, also some interesting stuff, how the UAE kept the Sudan war raging. Um, new expansion project could give qatar 25 percent share of global natural natural gas supply which uh i guess would make them um number one would they'd be would beat out the u.s ghana's parliament passes anti-gay bill with jail terms the legislation would sentence those who identify as lgbtq plus to infinity to three years in jail and punish those who promote gay issues as well among the harshest on the African continent. All right, and much more stuff going on. Brazil urges new globalization. That's a code word for world governments. So Brazil, and we've seen Lula pushing hard. Lula's pushed, there's a clip we showed up uh, uh, that I posted last year where Lula was in the White House, literally saying 
using the phrase global government or or, or something um, um, close and and. Uh, related uh, all right for a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on tnt simply visit tntradio.live we serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators separating truth from propaganda keeping you in the loop on today's news talk tnt there's a lot going on so it's important to stay informed and up to date get ready because here we go at the top 30 minutes past and when it breaks Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. A Chicago police officer who claims that the color of his skin has prevented him from advancing in his career has sued the city for refusing his request to change his race to one he identifies with. Even though the police department has a rule which allows officers to freely change their gender to match their identity. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, everybody. Now, I know what you all are thinking. This is just a troll thing. It's not. There, There's a lot to this, actually. It's very interesting. It's a fascinating story. Uh, definitely a sign of the times. Um, here's how Fox News Digital uh, reported it, uh, their, their opener. Uh, basically, is that a Chicago Police Department officer recently filed a lawsuit against the city after he claims the law enforcement department refuses to allow him to change his race, despite allowing officers to choose their so-called gender identity. Uh, the person's name, the officer, Muhammad Yusuf, uh, 43, sued Chicago last week, stating that his official records, the piece of paper, right, claim he is Caucasian. When he, quote, currently identifies as Egyptian and African-American, end quote. Ah, OK. So the lawsuit explains that when Yusuf joined the department in 2004, it only offered three racial designations, including Caucasian, Black and Hispanic. At the time, Yusuf chose Caucasian. According to the suit, Yusuf, quote, was compelled to identify as Caucasian despite not identifying as white, end quote. Now, currently, the new department recruit can choose between over nine race selections, including black or African-American, Hispanic or Latino, white, American Indian or Alaska Native, Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, two or more races, or I choose not to disclose. Uh, Yusuf has since attempted to change his racial designation on his official records, even allegedly providing the results of a 23andMe genetic test. According to the officer, the department told him that changing his racial designation was not possible. Yusuf's lawsuit explains that the CPD has allowed officers, quote, gender identity to be corrected to match their lived experience. Furthermore, the suit reads, quote, while other CPD officers can correct their gender to match their gender identity, other officers like Yusuf are barred from obtaining accurate racial designations matching their racial identity, end quote. His complaint further claims that his racial designation is preventing him from receiving promotions, as the department allegedly rarely provides those advancement opportunities to, yep, you guessed it, 
Caucasian applicants. Yusuf argued that the CPD's promotional system, quote unquote, particularly benefits, quote, minority candidates, end quote. According to the lawsuit, the 20 year veteran, quote, scored in the first promotional tier, end quote, on the sergeant's exam in 2019, but has yet to receive the promotion. The complaint alleges there have been, quote, over 75 merit promotions to sergeant, end quote, and, quote, less than five, end quote, were granted to officers who identify as Caucasian. Yusuf's lawsuit claims or claimed, quote, despite Yusuf's exemplary qualifications and the purported race neutral policy of the merit system, Yusuf has been repeatedly bypassed for promotion in favor of less qualified candidates based on their race, specifically African-American officers, some of whom had dis disciplinary issues and were not suitable for the responsibilities of sergeant, end quote. Um, Yusuf, I believe, stated that, quote, the racial identity policy ban facially and intentionally discriminates against certain individuals based on personally identifiable characteristics like race, end quote. And Harvori, last time I checked, Chicago's not doing a very good job at fighting crime. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but what do you think about this one? No, I always tell the story. The very, up until now, the only time I've ever stared down the barrel of a gun was Northside, Chicago, a couple blocks from my home, uh, former home and workplace. Um, so yeah, the crime stinks there. And you, know, you reminded me of a story. Um, there was a New Jersey teacher, amazing teacher. I, br I brought him down here to Mexico to give us some workshops at the school. And he told the story of one of his students was African, South African, white. And he was filling out his college application stuff. And he's like, what should I put down? And the teacher said, put down African, which in, in the American mind is, you know, in this whole woke thing is, is supposed to mean black, right? Because then you're going to get the benefits and, and you'll get the scholarship or whatever he was applying for. And he put African because technically he his citizenship is South African. He's African even though he's white and he put down African and he got like the scholarship or whatever it was he was applying for or getting into the university. Uh, it's this, this like gaming of the system. And it's really, it's driving me nuts. Ruckus, all this race stuff, you know, whatever happened to MLK and the content of your character. And um, I, I've, I've been waiting for the moment. I get, I get, I get to play this game. Right, because I've had Canada vice journalists financed by Kenyan Kenyan government. I got my U.S. passport here. I I look white, right? I'm a white guy. Like, oh, I'm a neo-Nazi fascist. Blah blah blah. Wait, I'm a Slav. According to their own woke literature, I've looked at this. The Slavs are not white. We're not white. So I I can't be a white supremacist. But wait, I'm Mexican. So. I, I I would love to play this game. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to live in the U.S., but I would love to go work at some job and put down my nationality as Mexican, you know, and really mess with the system. But it's all I, I, what do you make of all all of this? 
It's clown world stuff for sure. And I mean, it's been a while since I checked, but if I'm not mistaken, Caucasian itself doesn't even explicitly mean white. There's there's other races involved there, too. Uh, this is just fascinating to me. I mean, because the dude is clearly I'm presuming he's Egyptian. Um, I'm 99 percent sure. So and yeah, and Egypt, you know, where is that located? Hello. So everything the way he truly identifies is who he what he truly is. I mean, how he was born. It's not just like a made up gender identity thing like that stuff going on over there he just didn't know what to pick when he filled out his application i mean we all make these simple little mistakes but they're saying oh no you got to stick to it buddy and then it just exposes the the garbage idea of this dei i mean you have a qualified person who is actually a bona fide minority a migrant of some sort clearly right uh, any way you look at it he should be promoted but no he's overlooked because he wasn't the right race on a piece of paper how ridiculous is this on his face it just it just shows clown world for rory it's it's bad i mean i was raised colorblind don't look who cares what color i i actually believe ken ham answers of genesis make fun of me whatever i don't care he says there's only one right race one race the human race and the our skin is just a pigment the color that's that's different so i i actually believe there's only one race and um we should get back to content uh of our character and your skills and abilities can, can you do the work are you good at it okay we give you you know we'll promote you that's how the world should work who cares about race and all this other nonsense all right ruckus have a wonderful rest of your world war wednesday we'll talk tomorrow we got um a west point grad Joining us, Joaquim Hagopian. Uh, feel free to call in. We'll be right back. TNT's Steve Malzberg. I've said that she is a selfish witch and that she's abusing her elderly husband so she could remain first lady. I've been saying that for a long time. That she ought to be ashamed of herself. But she's not. She played second fiddle to Michelle Obama for eight friggin' years. Yep. Michelle Obama hated the place, could yeah. not wait to leave the White House mm -hmm. so she could go make millions writing books and selling non-existent shows on Netflix, Yes, which is fine. And that's the what racket. you do post-presidency. Yeah. Jill Biden could not wait to live in the White House and now she does not want to leave. Yeah, I could not agree with her more. I've been saying this over and over and over again. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Plug in. Website. TNTradio.live. Check it out. Today's News Talk Radio. It's the coolest. TNT. Returning to the Rebel Transmission, we've got Joaquim Hagopian. He's a West Point grad. Uh, he's um, got a lengthy bio. He's been on the, No Stranger to TNT. Uh, his articles are published at Global Research, Lou, Lou, Rock, Lou Rockwell, JamesFetzer.org, um, more specifically, JamesHFetzer.org. Uh, How are you doing, uh, Joaquim? 
I'm doing really good today. Thank you. Despite uh, everything that's going on, um, and you wrote a piece yesterday uh, that I uh, got, Diabolical Western Leaders Dance Their Warpath to World War III. Um, so there's a lot you've covered there, as well as other stuff that's come across my news desk today um, that jives with what you're talking about. I mean, we're looking at, there's reports today, Politico, where, um, you know, probably U.S.-sponsored Belarusians um, have come out and said, we're planning a coup against Lukashenko. Uh, you've got the issue with Transnistria, uh, Moldova, uh, and, and, and Russia. Um, you've got Pashinyan in Armenia saying he wants to leave S -S the CSTO. Meanwhile, Azerbaijan is threatening war. You got Ukraine, you got Gaza. It's just, it feels like we're, this is, a, we're, you know, the party's almost going to get started. <laughs> Where do you feel we're at? Oh, man. I mean, every day it seems to be getting more hectic and more tense out there in this world. Uh, I, you know, I mean, we have 2024 and we're only in, what, the very end of uh, February. We got 10 more months. Oh, I'm afraid by the end of the year, we're going to be in a world war. I mean, and they're all over. There's going to be fronts all over the world at war. East versus West. I, I you know, I don't want to, but I, I feel like I have to agree with you. I mean, this is how I see it. It's like, I, I think you and I were both anti-war. We don't want this stuff to happen, but we're just recognizing the patterns and, um, extrapolating and it's i mean it's looking very serious you know you talk about nato um i just had a conversation earlier this week with my former professor alfred desires he's a he's a former u.n expert he's a former u.n expert who says himself nato is a criminal organization the eu is a scam and um at least in the west we are living in the orwellian the, the totalitarian um uh, or uh, dystopia that orwell spoke of and so um your further thoughts as to what's going on. Maybe we can start with Ukraine, with what's going on there. Uh, and then we've had the European leaders saying, we're going to send troops. We're not going to send troops to Ukraine. It, it seems like at the last moment, they were getting sort of uh, uh, scared about following through uh, on that. Yeah, on that point, Emmanuel Macron on Monday came out and said, we can't rule out troops on the ground in Ukraine. And that kind of set this uh, off in motion. My view of this is this was a psyops just to test the waters to see what kind of reaction we're going to get about the idea that they will go in. After all, there is the largest NATO exercise since the end of the Cold War going on all the way up to June 1st. That's a lot of months ahead still. And we know how these things go. Military joint exercises tend to go live at some point. And uh, so when he came out with that statement, it was kind of almost expected that there's going to be some resistance to that. Uh, the cooler heads in, in Europe came out and, and said, well, wait a minute, let's not jump the gun here. That is kind of a serious proposition to put troops into Ukraine face to face with Russians, you know. Um, you know, so, so I, I think they they were testing the water, and I think 
and it's also, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they have this thing in the satanic elite cult where you got to put out predictive programming before you actually go in and kill people, you know, <laughs> when you destroy the world. You have to, you know, let it be known. The Simpsons were a good episode and vehicle for that purpose, you know, but I don't know. I haven't watched that in decades. But anyway, they got that operation going in, in Northern Europe, mostly Germany, Poland, and that area, which is very close, actually, to, to Ukraine. Uh, so, yeah, and, and, you know, and as you already pointed out, there's hotspots everywhere in that region within, you know, the European theater. And then we got, you know, of course, the Middle East. And, and you know, we got Benny Gantz in the, basically the war cabinet of D.B. <laughs> the Butcher. And he's saying, March 10th, you know, Ramadan, you know, if they don't give us our hostages, we're going into Rafah and uh, killing 1.5 million Palestinians probably up for grabs there and because they're not moving them you know they, they, they have no safety plan they've been driving these people south in gaza right into the midst of all those airstrikes you know killing what is it thirty thousand yet i mean it's, it's going up every day so yeah we got and then of course we got the it's kind of boiling at this point it's on on hold the Pacific Asian theater, you know, we, we got, we're going to defend Taiwan, you know, Chinese in, in China, Chinese in Taiwan, one policy, one state policy, but we're going to step in there with our military and soldiers and defend Taiwan. And then we got, of course, North Korea always feeling threatened by the West doing his thing, you know, so yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, I just uh, mentioned before you join that um, South Korea and the U.S. are going to be running their annual spring um, um, drills. I forget. I, I, I just read it. Uh, I, I closed the tab, but no, here it is. Freedom Shield exercises, uh, South Korea and um, the U.S. And it's time for our headlines. There's so much to uh, discuss and to digest. We'll be right back. We do have some big news. Listen up. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Hunter Biden, in a deposition before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, acknowledged making mistakes and missing opportunities, but firmly denied President Joe Biden's involvement in his business activities. The European Council has proposed that Europeans continue to consume natural gas at levels 15% below the average demand from April of 2017 to March of 2022 for an additional year on a voluntary basis. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. We're chatting with Joaquim Hagopian. Uh, if you want to just remind us again some of your best websites for people to visit. Sure. JamesHFetzer.org, TheGovernmentRag.com, IntelDrop.org. Those are the three places where I always put my work. All right. And uh, just to continue with what we were discussing and maybe to get your thoughts on what do you make, maybe from the Russian vantage point, uh, because there's this report, Financial Times, um, 
today, which said Vladimir, it says uh, the title is leaked Russian military files reveal criteria for nuclear strike doctrine for tactical nuclear weapons outlined and training scenarios for an invasion by China. So basically says Putin's forces have rehearsed using tactical nukes at an early stage of conflict with the major world power. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm always trying to scan the telegrams, the Twitters, other sources in foreign languages. And I came across Sergei Glazyev's telegram in Russian. And he's the Russian like economic minister or advisor. And he recently telegrammed, he said, it won't be long before the collapse of the dollar financial system. And that sort of put the hairs uh, on the back of my neck up. And then meanwhile, you had a report as well around the same time yesterday, day before, uh, Russia, Russian finance minister says they're in talks with China on yuan loans and starting to test payments in digital currencies. So it's almost like they're expecting the dollar collapse. And then through all that chaos, the transition, the new systems are going to be digital. Um, thoughts on the, on, on all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The multipolar world is emerging, uh, and it's led of course by China and Russia. And one of the things on their agenda now for quite some time has been to uh, bring an alternative gold back uh, currency to the world. And uh, I think uh, tick tock, tick tock, the time is ticking for the expiration date on US dollar kingpin, you know, that rules the world. Well, it's about to sink into the sunset, I'm afraid. And the impact that that will have on Americans and on Western, you know, world uh, and the whole world, but particularly America and the West, we don't even know how, how that's going to play out as far as uh, inflation and everything else and what the U.S. dollar will be worth. Uh, my guess, it ain't going to be worth very much. Uh, that's what they've all been predicting. So... Yeah, it's a pretty scary time we're living in because it seems like there's a war going on for our minds, for the propaganda of what's real, what's not. Uh, obviously, the economic world is about to collapse, I think. They've, they've been setting that up for their great reset, you know. And yeah, everything will be going digital. And so we can't go feed into this uh, central bank digital currency bull crap. Um, you know, everything needs to be backed by by some kind of tangible substance and can't be just, I mean, it's in one thing, it's a good thing because they've been printing out that paper thing, fiat, for since 1913, you know? This is the Rothschild central banking system that's been in control of the U.S. dollar printing out and, and all over the world uh you know doing the trade that way and and, and it's time for that to be done however what's next that's the scary part we don't know yeah you mentioned rothschild do, do you have any thoughts on the passing recently at age was it 87 of, yeah. of mr burns from the simpsons mr burns <laughs> yeah. Lord, well, Lord Jacob. character right on with with him it's same same person they're identical twins <laughs> Uh, did, did it mean did it mean anything for you the passing of lord jacob rothschild i mean in some ways it's symbolic um but um you know he's just easily replaced with the next minion 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they got them all lined up. There's Rothschilds all over the world and still in control. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he was the patriarch of, of, of the British uh, uh, branch of, of the Rothschild dynasty. Uh, you know, I have two chapters in my uh, third book uh, on Britain. Uh, Victor Rothschild, his father, the, the Baron th number three, and, and, of course, Jacob's number four. And now we got uh, Nate coming along, the 52-year-old, uh, living in Switzerland. And, and But there's all kinds of wives that are widows of all these, uh, you know, elderly uh, Rothschilds that have expired now. And they're all vying for, you know, the power base that's, uh, what, what do they call it, the uh, succession crisis now with, with how it's all going to get distributed. Lo and behold, you know, I mean, they're closing in. They, they, they want their full control, absolute control over the entire world. And, uh, and it's up to us little people out there to uh, step up because uh, if they get their way, I mean, it's total slavery. You know, so we, we just can't have it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they're they're. They create every war, what, since the Waterloo and Napoleonic era, they've been creating every side to every war, every conflict. They fund all this. And, and of course, they reap money, you know, power. Uh, and, and that's why we've had nonstop war in this world. Uh, they have so much control. So, yeah, I mean, uh, one goes, the next one fills the void. So nothing will change. That's obvious. Yeah, I thought I think I read that um, that uh, J Lord Jacob Rothschild's daughter will take the helm uh, of their, yeah, I guess business, uh, financial, bank, empire, whatever. And just to go back to what we were talking about with the Russians, you know, another eminent Russian intellectual that I follow, Andrei Fursov, who, who was really good. Um, something was shared about where he recently talked about the transnational globalist class and that they are in the process of eating up the european middle class right the neo-feudalism they're wiping out the european middle class as we speak and that russia is safe because russia has a very small middle class and there's a small amount of private wealth that this trans this global octopus can you know come and take so they're kind of like russia gets lucky they're going to be overlooked europe is being eaten and he said there's only two real contenders you know, from 2030 onward is China or the US. And he was arguing that China, um, they, they're good at keeping their population in check because of the sort of authoritarian-ish system in China. I mean, there's nuance there, but he says the US, that the transnational globalist class, so they're gonna go after the middle class um, in the US next. And it kind of jives with what we were talking about, the dollar collapse, this mass migration, it just seems to me. It just seems like the U.S. Uh, well, what's coming for the U.S. isn't uh, good. Any, any further thoughts there? Yeah. Well, yeah. The United States prospect of the future is very grim. Uh, I mean, yeah, the U.S. dollar is going to go at some point, probably even this year. Um, and I mean, they're laying off people right and left in every industry. It's real bad. They have never seen 
the office space so empty across the nation. There, 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 there's no leases uh, being signed with new uh, occupants in all the office buildings across America. You look at cities, particularly the, quote, blue uh, cities that welcome all the invaders. And uh, like San Francisco, you know, I was born up there. And uh, it's just a mess. I mean, a beautiful city, just gone. Prime, uh, you know, the police don't even respond anymore. Everybody's on their own. It's a lawless United States. It's a lawless world. Um, you know, it looks pretty grim all over the place. But America's days as the unipolar, it's done. And um, I mean, and I'm glad it is because they were a big bully. They were used by the city of London as the bully for the world. And they basically were only in the interest of City of London and the Rothschild at all. And uh, it wasn't about, you know, defending America and democracy. That's all, you know, propaganda that got young boys mostly into foreign lands and being killed. And, and now they can't even get the quota of enlistment now. They're going after the, the invaders. They're going to give them guns and uniforms. Uh, that's where it's headed. They've already passed the laws. Two in the House who are West Point graduates, no less, uh, just put it out. They sponsored the bill for the House to basically give them uniforms and guns. And guess what? When it comes time to con gun confiscation, they're going to go after, and it's going to be Americans versus the foreigners. And, and we're already seeing all the, you know, the resentment that's been building amongst the American population. They give these people $10,000 credit. They, they put them up in the hotels and luxury hotels. And I mean, you know, it's, they treat the invaders better than they do the citizens. They're all traitors in Washington. They're all paid by the economic, I mean, what, the uh, military industrial complex. That money that goes to Ukraine, uh, you know, new and just admit it, it comes right back for the military industrial complex. The whole purpose of the war, you know, in addition to get rid of uh, Putin, is to basically replace all the, all the weapons that are outdated now in our, in our weapons arsenal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's everything is, is just in a total state of flux that's ready to be like a a house of cards and, and implode on itself. And the banking yeah. situation, that's another thing. You know, the banks, uh, they get their money from child sex trafficking and organ trafficking. And it really took a hit in Europe with the Russians going into Ukraine. That, that really, you know, made the banks and Swiss banks were going under because of it. However, with a wide open border in America, it's boom, boom time for child sex trafficking. What, they they have a, a, a list of, quote, sponsors that all these young kids are going to? They're child traffickers. They're sending them right in. It's a pipeline for child sex trafficking. And that's where, that's where the income that keeps the Western banks afloat. That's what's keeping them afloat. Child sex trafficking, organ trafficking, drug trafficking, arms trafficking. Yeah, and, and you know, just a number of things here that you mentioned how, uh, and I think it was an excellent point where you mentioned the office 
space the uh, playstation you know they're uh, this week just this week playstation uh they're laying off almost a thousand people all of the silicon valley left and right the amazons bezos is cashing out i think he's cashed out at least six billion i was today i was reading warren buffett so they're getting the cash out because they're expecting the crash so then they yep. can again buy up everything on the cheap as they do every cycle the great depression yep. and centralize more power more monopoly more neo um feudalism and, and you know that's another good, good point that you make about the black money i remember long ago daniel estulin uh i got his books i think the the, the book what's it called shadow um can read the shadow masters and I, I got to spend a day with estulin some years ago um and he, he's talked about exactly what you were saying that the banks are filled with the cash that comes from all the illicit traffic whether it's the drug money uh or what you mentioned child human trafficking uh whatever if it if if that stuff was stopped all the banks would collapse because yep. the, 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 all all that cash money is what's propping up um the banks and and i also what came to mind maybe you remember the trailer for this film that was being made and the the guy behind the film mysteriously died in a mysterious way gray state remember yep. gray state um oh, yeah. which was was talking about if people watch the trailer about a police state coming to America, FEMA camps, gun confiscation, sort of like a mark of the beast system. And what you laid out, it seems like one potential scenario of, of guns being taken from Americans, where if we have some sort of second civil war, and then we've got migrants being the police who don't care about Americana and traditional values uh, of the US uh, and the rights and, and liberties, they, they will confiscate. Uh, the guns and we're, we will have an America that will be on total completely unrecognizable to what we've had yeah. previously it's time for it's time for our break um Joaquim uh we will be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective the weather across the United States has turned exactly opposite what I thought it would turn it's become very very warm now the reason this is happening is because the water around Australia has warmed dramatically and unpredictably warmed dramatically. And this creates a different phase of the Madden-Julian oscillation than what I anticipated happening before the winter. You see, the computer models, and we have to use them to look at sea surface temperatures, weren't predicting anything like this. This sudden warming happened in January, could not be from man-made sources. It had to be something natural going on that we don't know about. In any case, people are blaming climate change. I have no problem with that. The climate is changing. It's been changing. It will always change. But when people start saying you are a denier, all they're doing is using ad hominem attacks to try to equate you with the miserable people that denied what happened in the Holocaust. And that should raise red flags as to what these people are all about. Climate change is real. It is 99.9% .9 natural. And the impact of man has very little to do with it. And there is no denying that. This is T. TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Most people are unaware that bad bacteria can grow quickly in food that's stored, prepped, or cooked incorrectly, and that can lead to food poisoning. To avoid bad bacteria, always make sure your hands and cooking utensils are clean. Keep raw meat and chicken away from food that won't be cooked. Run your fridge at or below 5 degrees Celsius and use a meat thermometer to ensure your meat's being cooked to at least 75 degrees Celsius. For more tips on keeping bad bacteria at bay, visit foodsafety.asn.au. 
critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Time is flying. It's our final segment with Joaquim Hagopian. Uh, his stuff can be found at jameshfencer.org, theintelldrop.org, thegovernmentrag.com. Um, and I, for some reason, um, I just came across, I don't know if it was for the first time or I forgot about it, I, I came across it again, the Intel drop on through an article and then Twitter. Um, you know, how long has that been around? And one of the stories, one of their top stories, the first place I saw this reported was that um, apparently they tried to take out Tucker Carlson. It says Ukrainian intelligence hired Russian hitman to attempt to murder him and that the Russian uh, authorities, Russian FSB or counter terrorist um, group uh, stopped the assassination on, on, on Tucker. Any thoughts on this? Uh well, obviously, there's a lot of opposition to him going and talking to Vladimir. Um, you know, it's it's pretty sad. Uh, we got, you know, the Julian Assange situation. They're probably going to kick him back to, into America and, and, you know, basically kill him. Uh, they've been killing him for what? I think he's been in custody, you know, between the Ecuadorian embassy and then prison in Britain. Some like 12 years. I mean... So much for the truth tellers, you know, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, it, it's a pretty sad situation for for, you know, free speech. I mean, you know, they, they, they're using, you know, uh, everything's fake or, or, or misinformation, disinformation. They're using censorship to shut us down. Uh, and basically, they're even doing uh what, what is it? Uh, hate speech. Now, if you say the wrong word, you know, you're a hate speech advocate and and trying to do riots and everything. I mean, we're all basically, uh, quote, extreme terrorists, uh, you know. And, and, I mean, it, it, it's it's uh, it's the Stasi and the Secret Service and coming in and, and police state. Just like you had mentioned, you know, I mean, that's where they're headed because they want the full absolute control. However, it is uh, encouraging to see the people waking up. There are more and more people getting it. I mean, the farmers are an inspiration, you know, uh, in India and, and throughout Europe. I mean, they are the inspiration and, and they, they joined with truckers. And, you know, so there's a lot of us that are waking up more and more. They see the, the world going to hell and they, they want to find out what's behind it, who's behind it, you know, what, what can we do? So, yeah, I mean, it, it, on the other hand, it is somewhat cur encouraging that there is more awareness and, and more movement as times get worse, and they are getting worse. Uh, there's going to be more counter movement against the oppression and against the police state autocracy. Yeah, you mentioned the farmers, and it was a beautiful sight to behold. Was it earlier this week or in the weekend or, or last week, where I think it was in France, they were firing liquid manure at Brussels. That was just, just wonderful. But um, any thoughts, you know, on, on Navalny, who died in the Russian prison? They said it was a blood clot. My yeah. guess was that it maybe was the Pentagon juice that got him 
your your thoughts. Uh, boy, he was a tool for the West, the propaganda. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it wasn't in Putin's interest to get this guy dead. You know, I mean, and yet, what do they do? You know, before there's any kind of autopsy, before there's any investigation, there's like 16 people in the top governments of all the Western countries saying, Putin, 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 he's a murderer. You know, it's a sad day. He was, what, 54? That's pretty young. Uh, But, you know, maybe he got the jab. You know, there's a, you know, we, we don't know. And I don't know that we will ever know the the true story behind that. But you can you can assure though that the West it seemed like it was all set up and planned. So it was probably the West that got them. That's my my opinion guess. Yeah, and there was a clip of his uh, Navalny's mother uh, again in the telegrams speaking out against his wife, saying that it was his wife that forced him to go back to Russia. That. Um, I think she's been photographed hanging out with other men. And it was just the timing that she happened to be at the Munich security conference when Navalny was announced dead. And, you know, she was laughing. She wasn't crying. Just so many little signals um, yeah. there. And you know, I, I wanted to go back when we were talking about the World War Three stuff and what you think that perhaps the Russians are, are, are thinking, because I think the Kremlin is also worried about um if the party gets started right um that you know what actions they'll have to take and you know we're seeing reports of you mentioned the nato drills that are ongoing there's you know many more going on last week i was mentioning how you know canada is doing stuff in the arcade they're they're running drills there with their including mongolian uh, in, in the canada drills in the arctic they've got uh mongolia participating and i forget who else uh, and so, really, it's like they're they're preparing. But any thoughts on how Russia might react? I mean, I really think that we, we could see nuclear exchange. You know, and I I don't believe the whole cold winter cold winter theory. So I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. A lot of people will die. Um, but obviously, we don't want this to happen. But any thoughts on what you think the Russians or or, or Chinese might be, how they might react? Well. Um... You know, the track record is Russia and China have shown so much more restraint because, after all, the whole Western policy, you know, since after World War II has been encirclement and provocation, hostility, getting, you know, the neighbors of all the of China and Russia, all of them with basically U.S. made nukes aimed at Moscow and Beijing. I mean, you know, it's been provocation after one after the next. So, I, you know, I don't expect that they're going to jump the gun. However, you know, how far will they tolerate the West closing in on them? You know, uh, they they just, you know, recently took Abdika. That's the last stronghold uh, that was able to hit Donetsk. And so they're going to be able to get a buffer zone finally for the Donbass, which is Thank God, finally, you know. Uh, but they were so entrenched, you know. I mean, they, they did the U.S. coup in 2014 simply to build the army up into the biggest in Europe, and, and they were going right after them in the Donbass. You know, he he went into uh, Ukraine like 
just days ahead of the invasion that they had planned, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that war is probably going to be over in Ukraine. Uh, I'm hoping in the winter, but I, I think by the end of spring, uh, you know, you figure May, June, I think that's going to probably be done. And, uh, and that, that's another reason why they're trying to do this hurry up schedule so that they can uh, launch World War III with that European theater spark in, in Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then we got Medvedev, you know, he was the ex-president and, and uh, the deputy of the Security Council of, of uh, Russia. And he's been the basically the, the guy that said, hey, you do this and this is what's going to happen. Do you really want us to go there? And he has been, you know, frequently threatening using nukes. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm like you, I don't think necessarily the whole world's going to be in a Holocaust and everybody and everything on Earth is going to be dead. However, there are going to be millions and perhaps even billions probably dead. And uh, so that's, you know, I mean, you know, in all of history, we've never known this kind of death, you know, as far as on that scale. Uh, and, and that's what's coming. It appears now uh, because the the United States and the West, they do not respect the red line that basically Putin said that they've been putting that red line out and they disrespect it and they violate it. So, you know, at some point there is going to be retaliation. They're going to have to. For their own defense so that's i i don't think the west is going to let up i don't think so i i have that same view they're they're nuts uh these in the, folks in the pentagon london um brussels and we're two and a half minutes to midnight any thoughts on what you know what ways people can prepare you know i'm down here in mexico which i feel is kind of out of harm's uh way yeah we've got to deal with the cartels whatever but uh, you're you, you seem in, in you're in out in uh, Indonesia. That seems to be also a pretty good location. Any thoughts on uh, strategic relocation? Uh, head for the hills. <laughs> uh, I you know I I I came here in 2015 uh, because I saw where it was headed, police state and everything else. Uh, and uh, you know, of course, obviously, none of us have any illusion about safety or security, no matter where you are in the world. They will track you all this kind of thing. We're on lists, let's face it, you know, surveillance and everything else. Um, but, you know, uh, the usual, you know, you just got to have food on hand, storage, uh, have a network uh, behind you, you know. I mean, your social network system is so key to, to survival. And uh, you can't be a loner out there uh, in the wind because you're not going to make it. Uh so, yeah, I mean, and use cash. Don't go for any of that digital crap. Um, and, and, you know, pray. Pray to God. <laughs> I, I thought this was a powerful hour uh, with you, Joaquim. Thank you, uh, as always, uh, for joining us. And again, uh, we got a minute left. Uh, tell us again the websites people can visit. Yeah, uh, jameshfetcher.org. Uh, Okay, and uh, the intel drop.com or not com org and uh, uh, basically the government rag.com. I have uh, five books on pedophilia and empire, and they are for free uh, on pedoempire.org. 
can also pick up paperbacks at Amazon. And I also All do right. a Revolution radio show on Friday. Okay. All right, people can tune in to that uh, this Friday. And again, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll see you soon again on TNT Radio. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right, Steve Malzberg is up next. I'm signing off. Keep on rocking in the not-so-free world, as Patrick McGuhan would say, be seeing you.